0: John chapter 7. John chapter 7. We're going to start reading at verse 37. John 7, 37 says this. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit which they that believed on Him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the Scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David? Out of the town of Bethlehem where David was. So there was a division among the people because of him. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never a man spake like this man. Praise the Lord. Jesus came to this earth and he confounded people, if you will, even great leaders. And as I mentioned uh, today, we want to continue the, uh, the this is my story with today being my name is Jesus. This is my story. Part two. Last week, if you recall, we talked about uh, we went from the birth of Christ and how uh, he come to this earth in a humble way. Uh, we talked about uh, the Sermon on the Mount a greatest message, I believe, it was ever delivered. Uh, we talked about um, uh, as he went through his ministry and how he got to the Last Supper, as we know, of, and the things that happened there. We'll touch on that more today. Uh, the arrest at Gethsemane, uh, the crucifixion and burial. Uh, we spoke about the life of Christ last week. We spoke about the resurrection. Praise the Lord and the hope. Uh, a promise that it gives us today we talked about his post-resurrection appearances and how there's proof historical proof that jesus died that jesus came to life again and we'll go on a little further we talked about the promise that he's given you can take this as a promise you can take this as a warning or whatever it may be but he said behold I come quickly. Jesus is going to return one of these days. But to go through his uh, a part of his life uh, a little bit this morning. Uh, the first off, we'll we'll go from the birth because that's what the scripture takes us to, to what they touched on their song there to when he was uh, about 12 years of age, uh, a young boy. And it said that uh, he was in the company of his family and they couldn't find him. all of a sudden they couldn't find him. And they searched three days, they said. I don't know how far maybe they'd gotten or they were away from the temple, but for three days they searched for Christ because uh, here's this child and the family couldn't find him. And where did they find him out? They found him in the temple there, where the doctors and the lawyers, those that knew the law. And what was he doing at the, at the young age of 12? He was asking them questions. Uh, there was something special about this boy. When he came to earth and was born in a manger and stirred up all the ruckus. At that time, there was something special about that baby boy. We see at a young age as a child, uh, there's something special about this child. And then he moved through life. And he uh, got to the place where his public ministry, if you will, was going to take place. And there's always just something special about Jesus as we look at the life throughout the Scriptures. It said that he got to the place uh, where John was baptizing. Now, John had been, John the Baptist had been baptizing in repentance of sin. That's why he was baptizing. He was preaching and he was baptizing. But Jesus came out one day. And it said as he stood there. Uh, John the Baptist looked at him. And gave that bold announcement. He said, Behold the Lamb of God. Which taketh away the sins of the world. Praise God. I'm thankful for that announcement. And it said that Jesus though, went down in the water there be baptized of John. I just said, John was baptized for repentance of sin. Jesus had no sin. No gal found in His mouth. Nothing wrong. He was a perfect individual. He was God in the flesh. But why did He get baptized? I believe He got baptized because He was going to identify with the sinner. He was going to take on the sins that you have in your life. And He was going to bear them on the cross of Calvary. And He was baptized that day so that He could identify with you and I and our sins. He was baptized that day. We didn't need to be baptized for repentance we did we need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit we need to be baptized in his faith and his love now the water baptizing listen that's critically important we talk about we want to have one here before long that water doesn't save you but boy I tell you what it is the message I've been born again. I was born a mother now. I'm born of the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Going a little further. And it said that. Over in the book of John. Talked about the first miracle. That Jesus had performed. And that was there at that wedding. And he turned that water into wine. He showed that day. By his first miracle. The power of. That he contained. The power over things that seemed natural. The elements of the earth. He had power over. But we got to remember. Jesus was there when it said in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. In the book of John. It said and the word was with him. Praise God. And the word was him. So why would Jesus not have power. Over the elements of the earth. That was created, praise the Lord. It says in John there, it said, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth His glory and His disciples believed on Him. Tells right there why He did the miracle. So that His power could be manifested in that moment and time. And that His disciples that were following Him, that He called and were following Him, They need to see something to believe. That's the way we are. We have to see things. Now listen, by faith, we we walk by faith and not by sight. But us as human beings, as being in this flesh, we know something. If we can see it, we can feel it or hear it. We know it's real. We know it's true. And the disciples that day, they saw something that happened that never seen before. Because this man, Jesus, was special. And they believed, that day they believed in Him, His power and His ability. Go on a little further in life. Miracles that were being performed. It said that He uh, had gotten to a place um, over in the book of Matthew. Well, actually all Gospels touch on this. But on the, over in the book of Matthew, it says in uh, Matthew 14, it says, Jesus departed by ship into a desert place. And when the people had heard thereof, people was hearing of Jesus and what he was doing. They followed him on foot out of the cities. He went by boat. They went by foot. I got to believe it was a pretty long trek for them. It said, Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. And He healed their sick. Mmm. Yeah. It said that He had looked up and he, he knew of their journey that they had taken. And He looked at them and He knew that they had to be tired, they had to be hungry. And He said, we, we need to feed. He's not very He telling his disciples, we need to feed this group of people. Five thousand plus that were there, and one of the disciples was like, "Well, do we go get two hundred a uh, uh, penny worth of bread and try to feed these people? Is that what you want us to do? You know, what do we have here? You know, we, you know, in our Christian life, well, we want all kinds of resources and we want to do this and and God lays something on our heart and man, we gotta wall it around and we gotta do this and we gotta do that and. So sometimes when God puts something in our heart, he's already given us the resources that we need. We just need to have faith in him. And Jesus said, What do we have here for this group? The disciples were saying, Ah, no, just send them away. Yeah. But Jesus was moved with compassion because there's something special about him. And he said, they said, we have five loaves. We have a kid here that's got five loaves and two, two fishes. And he said, Okay, bring it. And he blessed it. And he gave it to the disciples. He said, All right, begin handing out. Because Jesus is special, because of his compassion. It said they were all filled that day. And they took up basketfuls of leftovers. Oh, I'm full. You know how we have dinners here? It's funny how it seemed like we worked out dinners to win Mike off the boat. I don't know how that works out. (laughs) <laughs> but we have we have dinners here, and we can leave full. Yeah. But if you ever had dinner here, you have leftovers. Yeah. These people prepare. I I remember uh, we had uh, hosted a, 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 a after a funeral for a family, and and during middle of the week and during the day, and it's difficult people's working, and and so it didn't look like we had a lot of food.
1: We had leftovers.
0: That's how God can bless. God will give us what we need if we just trust in Him, if we believe in Him. It said, I'll read the Scripture there on Matthew. It said, when it was evening, his disciples came to Him saying, this is a desert place. The time is now past. Send the multitude away. But Jesus said, they need not depart. Give them to eat. I'm glad one day that He looked at me and there probably was other people saying, this kid is no good. He's up to no good. He's probably going to turn out bad. But Jesus, He said, i oh, I've got compassion on you. And He came to me. And He called me. And praise God, He saved my soul. He gave me something to eat that day that I've never eaten before. He gave me drink that day from living water. Praise God. And still good today. And will be through this life. Praise God. Thankful for Jesus and what He's done in my life. We see in Jesus' life the transfiguration. Transfiguration meaning there was a change that took place. Something that that day maybe they didn't completely understand. Peter, James, and John that experienced it and seen it. They knew exactly what they were seeing. They knew it special. said, so, man, we've got to build something here. We've got to build a monument here. we got to do something to remember this place. And we see a time in Jesus' life. When he had good friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, they were special friends to Jesus. They call it calls out in the scripture about the friends that they were, and it said that Jesus has gotten word that Lazarus was sick and was going to die. You know, there's a part of Jesus that was God. There's a part of Jesus that was man. And I gotta believe that part of the man had a hard time staying where he was at. But the part of him that was God. Listen, if you're a child of God, you've got the spirit of God dwelling in you, you've got God in your life. And that's why when we can face things that we need to yield to God and not yield to the flesh. And Jesus that day he stayed where he was at. He knew what was going to take place. Although Mary and Martha didn't completely understand. They said that he waited there four days and he went. And these friends, they were they were heartbroken because Lazarus did die. They said, Jesus, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Praise the Lord took him to the tomb that day and he cried out those wonderful words, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead was alive. <laughs> oh, by the name of Jesus, by his voice, by his command, Lazarus came forth. You know, I'm looking forward to a time when my name's going to be called. And I've said this so many times. It's not going to be, Mark, you tried your best. I'm going to go ahead and let you in because you tried so hard. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be what Martin gave to the church. And I appreciate your faithfulness to the church. It's not going to be that. It's not going to be Mark you had to pray a moment praise God. I'll let you come in. No? It's not going to be called that. Mark, you're, you're a pretty good person. Yeah. <laughs> try to be a good person for your company. You try to be a good person in your community. I'll let you come in. Because you're a pretty good person. No? That's not, not going to get it. To those that have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, those are the ones that will hear the word, enter now into the kingdom of the Lord. You've been faithful for be a few days. I'll make a over many. Praise God! What a day going will be when He calls name of those that have trusted in Him. Praise God! The devil will lie to you. The devil will tell you, "Well, you're a good person. You'll be all right. You got time." He'll tell you every lie that he possibly can. But I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt. It's only through the blood of Christ can you make it to heaven. Bless the Lord. Get to the place of the Last Supper. They said that they had gathered there. And and he he explained and told them some things there. But I like where he talked about about sin, about being cleansed, and, and so Jesus got up. and I, I mentioned this in our, our sunrise service. Jesus had got up and got a towel, put it over his arm, went to the wash, to the basin there, and got water, and just just began washing their feet. See, that's what the lowly servants had done. They would have somebody to clean others' feet. And here Jesus was cleaning the disciples. And Peter, he got to Peter and said, "Oh, you, you. I can see where Peter's coming from. Said, oh, I, I, you can't wash my feet. But Jesus said, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part of me. Oh, Peter said, oh, yeah, wash my hands, but be wash me all over. Praise God. And that's what Jesus does. He cleanses us. He washes us. We can't scrub our sin away. We can't wash our mistakes away. But Jesus can take them all away from us. Praise the Lord. Maybe you're here today without Him. He wants to do the same for you. Just like those Pharisees said when they were getting questioned about not bringing Jesus, what I read earlier, not bringing Jesus in. They are like, you don't understand Never a man spake like this man. You don't want to stay in this man, he's different. You <laughs> understand this man, he's special. This man, he's got power in him. This man, Jesus, he's something wonderful. Yeah. And as we talked about last week, he was betrayed. Arrested, and had a mock trial, was beaten, hung on the cross of Calvary, laid there, went there for you and I, died on the cross of Calvary, went to uh, the tomb of Arama- Joseph of Arimathea. Three days later, he arose gloriously. After he was here on earth about 40 days and seen by hundreds of people, they were out on a hillside and jesus had just got through speaking to them and and commanding them to go into all the world to all the nations preaching salvation preaching about christ and in acts chapter one it says "And when he had spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of the out of their sight And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel and said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here? Gazing up into heaven. Because this same Jesus which is taken up, he says he's going to come back in like manner one day. I mentioned the birth of Christ. And how humble of a way to come into this earth. Talked about his compassion. I believe that shows his humbleness. It wasn't about him, it was about others. Him washing the disciples' feet. How how humbling is that? See, there's a theme through all of Christ's life. He was meek, he was lowly, he was humble. When he rode into, made a triumphant entry into Jerusalem, rode on a donkey. How humble of a man he was. Now these angels are saying, you know what though? Said, you see Jesus and he's going up and he's going to come back just like that. He's going to come back. But the scripture tells us he's not going to come in a humble and a low way, but he's going to come back as King of King and Lord of Lords. Why? Because Jesus is special. What a special man. What a special life. If you have Christ in your life, you know how special He is. You know how special of a friend He is. You know in the middle of the night when you need Him, He's there. He's faithful. But do you know Him? Do you have Him in your life? Covered by love and